it all leads to one thing, lead gen, right? All roads lead to lead gen. All roads lead to, effectively, all roads lead to your website, right? So when we have all these things going to the website and converting into an appointment, either through an online fill form or, or a uh, online schedule, I should say, or a phone call, we've done our job and, and digital marketing's done their job. So it's, it's, a, it's a joint effort here um, to get there, but we're not going to get there talking about the wonderful hours that you keep and the, and the bright, intelligent staff that you have and all of those other things. You talk about the pain points that the customer feels. Mm-hmm. All, all great advertising talks about the customer and their life. All bad advertising talks about you and your company. Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business. Powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, here's your host, Eric Thomas. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, Season 3. Cannot believe that we are in Season, not one, not two, but Season 3 of the podcast episode. I think this is 114 now, so we are climbing on up in those episode numbers. Thank you all for continuing to listen week after week. It means a lot to us here uh, at the team, so... Really excited to kick off season three. Ryan, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you are the premiere of season three. So no pressure, my friend. Awesome. I'm excited. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Ryan, how's it going? It's going really, really good. Yeah. Nice. So Ryan, we got Ryan shoot with us today from the Wizard of Ads and really excited to dig into this episode today because um, as you all know, Rival Digital, we do a lot of digital marketing, Google ads, LSA ads, SEO, all that good stuff. Uh, And Wizard of Ads handles a different side of the marketing, which is still um, probably just as, if not more important than your digital, uh, your lead gen type of stuff. So really excited to dig in to this episode today. Uh, So Ryan, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself for our listeners out there and tell them how you got to where you are right now. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a long road. I uh, uh, have been here. I have been here. Um, with the Wizard of Ads since 2017. Um, I have uh, been a business consultant for over 20 years now, um, done a number of different uh, uh, things in many different industries. Uh, One of the probably most um, uh, prolific ones has been traveling around the world uh, for the automotive industry, setting up uh, sales training and uh, and business operations uh, across the world uh, uh, for a a training company. And uh, it's very, very interesting to be able to see how different cultures and, and different economies approach things. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off, you know, being a high school dropout and you now jumping into the army and and uh, getting shot at for a living and decided that's probably not going to get uh, pay the bills uh, for the long run. Um, so I, uh, I went into the family business and and it evolved from there. Um, got into uh, into university as a mature student and uh, did really well. Uh, there. Um, so it's, uh, it's yeah, it's been a real uh, trip. Um, back in 2015, I, I 
met with Roy H. Williams. He's the the Wizard of Ads at uh, his Wizard Academy, a not for profit school in uh, in Buda, Texas, just outside of Austin, and uh, took a few of his classes and more of his classes and more of his classes. And in 2017, he invited me to become a, a partner, not for the the marketing side per se. I'm I'm a sales guy, but uh, for the channel alignment, you know, to to get those those three big pieces pulled together so that we have a stronger, better uh, buying experience culture and, and ev eventually really a story. So that, that's what I do now is, uh, is um, build teams, uh, work strategy for marketing and, uh, and uh, help with the channel alignment inside the company with culture sales and, and leadership uh, with clients. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we're at today. Nice. I heard you say something about being a mature student at Indiana. I, I really like that when <clears throat> when I was in college, they were referred to as non-traditional students because I guess your traditional student is your 18 year old. Uh, I think I like that better. The mature student. Sounds yeah, a little bit more prolific. That's what they say in Canada. I don't know if it's uh, it was just a way for us not to be offended, but uh, <laughs> at the Maybe end of the day, so I was nicer. <laughs> yeah, right. I was I was older at that uh, at that stage, and and uh, I had gotten my GED and passed uh, passed with flying colors, and and went into university and uh, and did really well, and um, it was it was a really good opportunity, very different than the the normal route that a mm -hmm. young person might take. Yeah. So you said that you went, you did a, a stint in the automotive industry, correct? I did. Yeah. So that that's really interesting. I'd like to dig into that a little bit because you're now in your current role working with home services companies. Mm -hmm. What are some similarities that you see between automotive sales and heating and air conditioning sales? Great question. You know, there's 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 a ton of similarities. You know, the HVAC world is is behind the the times when it comes to selling uh, compared to the automotive world. And the automotive world here in North America is well behind the times of what we would see in in places like United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it's it's really interesting to see these evolutions as as you've you know I've had a chance to travel the world. But uh, anything that is a complex sale is a, a sale that's um, going to be similar, right? There's, uh, you need to look at options. You need to find best solutions. You need to have somebody who has more than just sales ability, but enough common sense and wherewithal to really uh, deliver on the solution um, mm -hmm. as as best as possible. Um, automotive is no no different, and and as you get into commercial automotive, it gets even a little bit more complex. So uh, that's where you, you see the the lines being connected. Uh, things like options reviews and and the ability to really drive home uh, those choices. Where it's different is that a, a HVAC is a, an externally triggered grudge purchase, right? There's nobody in the world that's ever wanted to buy an HVAC system. Um, even when it's broken, they don't want to have to pay that bill, right? Mm -hmm. So um, when you look at an automotive purchase, that's an internally driven or triggered um, uh, impulse purchase or emotional buy. And those are those are going off of kind of the, the pleasure points, the, the things that people really want to to do to kind of fulfill themselves in some fashion or another, or to really just kind of get to the point where they're, they're able to have the means to be able to get the money, to get the time to, to enjoy that time off with family mm -hmm. and friends. So when you start looking at that, we really have to understand that there's a, a massive marketing difference between those two. And, and not only that, and how that carries forward into the sale. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just, I noticed a lot of similarities, um, even myself, uh, you go to get your oil changed and they, they present options. Would you like this standard oil, which is fine. It'll get the job done. Or would you like the premium oil that'll last you 6,000 miles? Or would you like, you know, option number three. So they're, they're presenting options just for oil change, but then, and that's just more of a routine maintenance type of deal, but they almost mm-hmm. always, if they're you know doing their job correctly, will come back to you and say, would you like the air filter change? Would you like new windshield wipers? Would you like to right. you know, do X, Y, and Z to try to essentially upsell you? Well, just like a preventative maintenance call for an air conditioning system, um, I, I teach my automotive clients that they're going to go in and and look at what we call a level one diagnostic. We're going to go in and do the oil change, of course, but when we're underneath, uh, um, got the car in the hoist, we're going to be looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're going to figure out if those are the things that we're going to be able to bring as as a secondary uh, second sale or a, or an option sale or a bundle sale. If we see that there's something broken and we can fix something along the way that's going to need repair in the near future anyway, we're going to bundle those in and we're going to treat those as uh, priority at a, at a different level than we would have if we weren't taking the tires off the, the car, so to speak. Same mm-hmm. things happen with the uh, HVAC systems. Yeah, absolutely. And I, like I'd said beforehand, we, I listened to you uh, when you spoke on Paul's podcast, which was great, by the way. I'm not sure if Paul listens to this or not. Uh, I hope he does because I listen to his podcast every week. So uh, we'll make sure we'll make sure he does after this. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I heard you mention yeah. something on there that really resonated, which was, um, a CSS, I think is what you called it, uh, yeah. upgrade or, or an option. C- could you elaborate on that for a moment? Yeah, look, there's there's six major features on any product, right? There's and, and this is what we call the SPACED acronym. And SPACE stands for safety, performance, appearance, comfort and convenience, economy and durability. Well, when you look at HVAC plumbing and a lot of the home service businesses, because they're, they're predominantly um, externally triggered grudge purchases, we look at that and we can make those, those six and we can narrow it down to kind of the top three, the, the, the two and a half things that really matter. I speak about that a fair a fair amount. Why it's two and a half? Because that third one is kind of flexible, where the first two are usually much more rigid and, and less um, optional and more mandatory. And that stands for comfort, safety, and savings, right? CSS. And when we start to recognize the difference between priority and necessary purchases and then discretionary purchases, we can really start to articulate to the client what's important what's the order of operations here what's the sequence of importance where you should be definitely spending the money even though that you don't want to and money that's optional right money that you could spend but don't really need to um but here's the benefits and then we have to figure out the benefits that actually matter to the customer yeah and so i mean i i feel like i could dig into into sales stuff for <laughs> for hours but you know we are we should try to keep it around 30 minutes here so uh, when it when it comes to this CSS stuff, I, I'd like to tie this into the marketing strategy because, like right. you said, this is a grudge purchase. No one ever, you know, <clears throat> yesterday was the Fourth of July. A lot of people had cookouts. No one ever said, "Hey, man, come check out my new AC unit. It's so nice." Weird, I right? Just, <laughs> I just spent ten thousand dollars on it. Come check it out. No, check but this out. But they are going to say, "Hey, man, come check out this my new F one fifty. I just bought." I just got a new truck. Come check it out. They're going to show you all the leather and the, 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 you know, the stereo system. Um, so 
it is a, it is a grudge purchase, but you can formulate a marketing strategy to almost not soften the blow, but at least be top of mind for who, you know, they should call when that time comes. So when we're thinking about marketing strategy, um, you know, what in your opinion makes a good marketing strategy from top to bottom? Well, there's, there's, you know, where I start with things is kind of the, the four major touch points. And we, we start with the brand story. If we don't have a good story, all is lost. And 99% of home service businesses have no good story because they're what we would call ugly duckling businesses. They're not the businesses that are, are sexy. They're boring businesses. You hear that a lot on TikTok and, and Instagram these days about, about how to generate revenues in those, in those spaces. These are the businesses that it's hard to put you know, that emotional buy-in from the customer because they're not internally triggered. The only emotion that you're feeling from an externally triggered, something breaks, you respond, right? Something breaks external of you. You have to respond to it. You have to deal with this nonsense now, right? That's, that's what's fundamentally different. So what do we need to do? We need to think about how those CSS upgrades, how do those comfort, safety, and savings things alleviate the pain on the money that uh, that is applied to their uh, to their you know time that they have to actually chew up to make that money, and the mm-hmm. energy that they have to make that money, right? And the time that that takes away, and the and the time that you don't have to use your energy now that you've earned that money, right? These are the three foundational felt needs. If we don't understand that we have these baser needs that have to come before these more high level needs, then we miss the the reading between the lines of what the customer is saying when they say, I just want the cheapest one. I just want the, uh, the, um, the, the quickest solution. I just want my air conditioning back as quick as possible. What's the cheapest way for me to get back to, to minimum standard as possible. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we need to start thinking about both in sales and marketing. When it comes to these things, we're not selling air conditioning units, right? And we're not selling cold air, we're selling peace and comfort and and the lack of stress that comes from having a system that's just doing its job behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. And therein lies how we sell that in the in the marketing. The story has to come first and the story has to resonate with the felt needs. And then once we've done that, we have to find the right brand aesthetics, the imagery, the, the editorial uh, strategies like blog posts and, and social media posts and things like that. And the visual style guiding, uh, the, the, the logos, the truck wraps and all those things that speak to your true story, right? Mm-hmm. Once we have those two things, then we have our digital presence, and our offline presence, and that's your media buys, both online and offline. Those are the three major things. It all leads to one thing, lead gen, right? All roads lead to lead gen. All roads lead to, effectively, all roads lead to your website, right? So when we have all of these things going to the website and converting into an appointment, either through an online fill form or, or a uh, online schedule, I should say, or a phone call, we've done our job. And, and digital marketing's done their job. So it's, it's, a, it's a joint effort here um, to get there, but we're not going to get there talking about the wonderful hours that you keep and the, and the bright, intelligent staff that you have and all of those other things. You talk about the pain points that the customer feels. Mm-hmm. All, all great advertising talks about the customer and their life. All bad advertising talks about you and your company. 
Yeah. That is, I mean, that, that's good stuff. Gavel, as I like to say, hit the gavel. That's, I mean, there's the verdict in my opinion, because I see so many, you know, I'm, I'm in these Facebook groups. I know a lot of people listen to these. I'm in the Facebook groups, like a fly on the wall, reading what you guys are talking about. And I see so many people trying to lead with tactics and they're just like, you know, how, you know, PPC, SEO, all this other stuff, how, you know, what's the best strategy? Who's the best at it? Um, but it's like, no, 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 no. We don't need to be thinking about these tactics already. Like, what is your brand story? Who's your ideal customer? What are you doing already to speak to them? You go to the website and it's like 24 seven emergency service. We're highly trained and financing options available. It's like, okay, that, yeah. that that's cool and all, but how does that resonate with your ideal customer? Who is your ideal customer? How could it resonate with them is the question. <clears throat> really? I mean, at the end of the day, you haven't said anything that anyone else hasn't said. Yeah. So until you say something new, interesting and different, you can't get past this little part of the brain called Broca's area. The, the gatekeeper of the brain that says, whoa, 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 you're the same stuff that everyone else is talking about. No entry. I'm good. I'll just stick with what I've got or find lowest common denominator, the cheap guy in town. Mm -hmm. If you say something new, interesting and different and you surprise them when you entertain them, you get past that area and you get up into this prefrontal cortex where the imagination lives. And the imagination is the representation of the heart. And when you can get the emotions going, because someone can't go where they first have not been in their imagination, right? Mm -hmm. So if they haven't imagined themselves going to get a haircut, they can't get a haircut, right? Mm -hmm. If they haven't imagined themselves picking up the phone and calling you, they're not calling you, right? Yeah. They're, they're going to Google and making some judgment based off of reviews, right? And your reviews are going to be very similar to everyone else's reviews. Now, a few more reviews might give you the edge a little bit in some cases. Um, a slightly higher review might do the same. But if that's what you're relying on for your brand strategy to get somebody to know, like, and trust you before you start, you've already lost. Yeah. You've lost to our clients who've gone out there and just created a name for themselves before the customer even needs their thing. Yeah. No, that, that, that's really good stuff. And so when you're talking about, you know, brand stories and marketing strategy, what's the best place to start when yeah. it comes to, to crafting this? It's, you know what, it's, it's, it's really weird. Everyone likes to start at the exact wrong spot, which is the media. Are we going to buy TV? Are we going to buy radio? Are we going to run pay-per-click ads? Are we going to do a social media campaign? 100% failure, right? You will not be successful when you start with the media, right? Where you need to start is with the strategy, mm -hmm. right? If you don't know how your offline is going to talk with your online, how your sales is going to align with your marketing, how your uh, culture is going to align with your uh, buying uh, experience, uh, then there's no story to tell because you don't have a buying experience worth talking about. You don't have a culture that uh, entices people to come and become uh, employees and candidates at your, at your company. And it all falls apart. Everything starts with channel alignment at marketing strategy. We look at everything, see what's priority, and then stack it out through first creative. And creative isn't just like, let's write a cute and clever ad. Any idiot can do that. What we're looking for is the real authentic story that stands true for the company that we're representing, 
right? Mm -hmm. Tell their real story, find those unleveraged assets, get those things that are really exciting about the company that you would never imagine are exciting because you're in the business, you're inside the bottle, you can't read your own label, mm -hmm. right? And go, wow, yeah, this is definitely, this is definitely something that customers are going to respond to on a visceral level, right? And when we do that, we don't have to be the cheapest guy in town. We don't have to worry about the giant companies that we're up against because we're going to tell a story that's going to far outweigh the, the impact that their story is going to have. So we've got strategy, then we've built our story, then we uh, tie in our presence and our visual aesthetics, and then we go in and do brand presence through digital and, and offline strategies. The biggest opportunity for small business owners in the home service space is mass media. Mass media with the right message and the right frequency are far more powerful than any standalone uh, um, pay-per-click campaign. Mm -hmm. And it's not to pick on pay-per-click because you absolutely 100% need pay-per-click, right? There's a strategic stra uh, um, position to take with, with pay-per-click. But it is far more important that they know who you are before they get to pay-per-click. I can talk to 100 to 200 to 1,000 times more people on a mass media strategy in your marketplace than any pay-per-click campaign can ever talk to. Not only that, we can do that at frequency. Mm -hmm. See, the brain is built out of two kind of major components. There's the electrical component that sits kind of in the front part of the brain. And the electrical component is that short-term RAM, like your, your computer. And that remembers up to about seven things at any given time. And it erases and sleep erases it more. And in a seven-day cycle, you need to hit that RAM a bunch of times. And if you do that in frequency, uh, so I'm using that word in two separate words, in and then separately frequency, not infrequent, and get that message out there at a proper rate. And the message is sticky because you've done things that are entertaining and endearing and, 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 and lovable and bond with the chemistry. You know, the chemical that actually bonds are those uh, emotional chemicals. That's what makes something sticky in the brain. What it does is it's taking it from the electrical part of the memory and eventually seeping it back into the chemical part of the memory. Now, the chemical is like your long-term hard, hard drive. It's mm -hmm. storing things. So when you're storing that bright pink elephant that you have, um, that, that people are imagining about your business, and the moment that the pipe bursts, they're thinking of you and nobody else, you win the game. Right. So when you win the game, what happens next? They're going to go to the, 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 the website. Right. And they're going to find it through either direct search or through an organic search or through a pay-per-click search. They might not even think of you. Right. They're far more worried about their pipe than they are about your brand. Excuse me. Than your brand. Mm -hmm. What we're what we're trying to do then is when they do see your brand amidst the sea of sameness that's on Google, right? You can't differentiate yourself on Google LSA. What you can do is be on Google LSA, right? Mm -hmm. And when they're looking at this swath of different options, your stands out, right? Yeah. And it's those subconscious little points that really drive home the opportunity for you to, to, to make your business. And <clears throat> look, we've been proving this for 35 years. Well before uh, uh, digital was uh, in place, uh, Yellow Pages uh, uh, followed the same tact, and and ultimately this is just the evolution of it. Now we can measure it. What most people mistake is 
Google got the sale. Well, mm-hmm. we certainly appreciate Google's attribution, right? You have to be there, but it's like looking for your keys. Once you've found them, you stop looking, right? Google yeah. didn't get the sale. They were just the last place they looked, right? Mm-hmm. Five or six th- different things uh, drove, drove your business, including your truck wraps and uh, your your uh, website and all the other things that go into a proper, cohesive, fully aligned, channel aligned uh, marketing strategy. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, pay per click is that's well, anything on Google is intent based. Like you go there to look for an answer. Um, whereas mass media, billboard, radio, your truck wrap, everything like that, that's that's an intrusive thing. You know, I, I wasn't looking for a heating and air conditioning commercial, but I was listening to the radio and it came on there and now it's in my ears. And so that's that's where there's a huge, you know, a huge difference there. But like you're right, you know, they they know when they go to Google, they have a problem. And they're either going to search AC repair near me, or they're going to search shoot heating and air, who they already know because they heard his clever radio jingle. Right. And then there you are. Or they don't remember the name, but you know, at first, but then they search AC repair near me your LSA ads there. And then it triggers that memory. Oh yeah. I remember the radio ad, right? Click call booked. Yep. So the, 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 the real job of branding isn't to get your name out there. That's absolute nonsense. Um, if you have a billboard, uh, like a single billboard and you have a, you know, a radio ad that runs once a day or, you know, during peak drive and all of that stuff is 100% forgettable. If you're doing it now, just, just, delete all of it. You're not, it's not going to get you anywhere. You're not actually building your brand. Um, Equally as much putting your name out there, name recognition. We had one client in Florida that had, uh, was spending well over um, a million and a half dollars in their media buy. We hacked $700,000 off their media buy. Um, We we got them into uh, from four stations up to 16 stations on radio. We went from one station to four stations on TV and we ran a a, a double tap campaign, uh, 44,000 ads on radio and um, I think it's 16,000 ads on television. And we did them right at the exact right times. But all of that didn't matter. What mattered behind that awesome frequency strategy was the message, right? And when we talked about the message in such a powerful way, it was the message that actually drove the result. Now, we saw leads go up uh, from somewhere in the twenty to 30,000 range to over 90,000 leads a month. Right. We were seeing massive increases. Direct search went up 666 percent within a three month uh, period of the campaign. So we've got one hundred and forty nine percent increase on that company and we've got one hundred percent, forty nine, one hundred and forty nine percent increase year one. And we're tracking for a hundred percent increase on year number two because they have the right connection of the message. They're saying what the customer cares about most, which is that money, energy and time equation that we really kind of distill it down to. That's the foundation. They were spending way more money getting no result, comparably speaking. Now, some would argue that 30,000 leads is pretty darn impressive. A lot of people would go 90,000 leads is considerably more impressive, right? So at the end of the day, we're not, we're not boasting the lead count. What we, what we are saying is, is that when you get your message right at the right frequency, it becomes deadly and your lead gen costs 
first go up and then come down. They were spending over $2.3 million a year in their marketing budget for, for uh, uh, digital. They're mm-hmm. near a million dollars now, right? Yeah. When you can shave literally percentages off of your marketing budget because you've changed how you've distributed your marketing, things get amazingly different. Yeah. Well, that's like when we, when we help clients, when we first get started, we'll ask them like what their current, you know, top producing lead sources. <laughs> and if, if their answer is like home advisor or Angie's, like that's immediately the goal is like, all right, we got to get them off of this. What an like, opportunity. Yeah. We don't yeah. see that as a problem. We see that as them doing everything that they know to do to survive and be successful. Mm-hmm. Look, we, we, we see Angie's list uh, as a great opportunity. One of the companies I work hand in hand with is one of Roy's very best friends, Roy H. Williams, best friend, Jeffrey Eisenberg. He runs a company called uh, DataTurk.ai. And it's specifically for the home service industry. Um, he's, he's made friends with, you know, Tommy Mello and Ken Goodrich and uh, Elmer Zubadi and, and, and all of these clients that, uh, that are directly tied to, to Roy in some way. And he's, he's been able to develop a whole service Titan data search uh, on, their, on their data. And geez, I'll tell you, the, the things that we can learn and the things that we can uh, uncover and figure out, hey, Angie's List, don't get rid of it just temper it, right? Mm-hmm. Hyper-target it, right? One of our clients in uh, the Northeast, uh, we hyper-targeted to geothermal. Now their average ticket is thirty to $40,000. They might get two leads a month, but they close pretty much every single one of those customers each month. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's a win, right? Mm-hmm. And we have uh, folks down in the Southwest and uh, of the country and when they um, get their Angie's list, they're always generating a nine to ten thousand dollar average ticket out of the the few leads that they get because we've hyper focused the messaging to to chase after the client that matters most. Marketing strategy isn't about lead gen or branding; it's a combination of the two, and that's been proven over and over again by two researchers out of the UK called uh, uh, Benet and Fields, Les Benet and Peter Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is this is. proven information at this stage in the game. It's really just about us um, having a a strategy that's been building on that for over 15 years, um, specific to what Benet and Fields has been doing and and delivering on it. And and it works every time. It like literally works every time. Yeah. When you you can find the sweet spot of branding, you know, and marketing and all that stuff, like your cost of, everything goes down even because like if you if you're top of mind like if your branded search is top of mind well then you don't have to be out here competing for 48 to 100 dollar clicks for ac repair near me now yep. you can run a branded search campaign and you're getting yep. leads at you know a far lower amount on google which they're branded search terms so it's not really a google you know pay-per-click lead at that point but the cost goes down and you don't need to spend right. as much on pay-per-click. You're not, you know, throwing the whole uh, kitchen sink into Google's pocket to get a lead. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's, it is extortion when it comes to Google. That is just the, the, the reality of the world mm-hmm. and you have to pay for your own name and all these other things. But the more and more you can um, 
beat the system. And look, SEM Rush did a report back in 2018, 2019 that spoke exactly to this. Now, they're the largest um, out there when it comes to SEO and 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 all those types of things um, as far as the information and research is coming out them, them and, and a couple of other big ones. Um, and what they said is, look, your offline is what drives your online. If you want to be successful, you're going to have to go offline to get your online results. Um, and, you know, at a fraction of the cost, like you said, when we did the research around uh, one of our larger clients, we'd uh, ascertained quite quickly that there was a 10 times less cost to a, a, a direct search branded lead than it was to a unbranded lead. So. Mm -hmm. What we took from that research is that we're going to do two key things. One, we're going to really elevate up that branded key category and really drive those things that we call brandable chunks. Now, that goes well beyond a tagline and gets you into those uh, little uh, audio and video uh, aesthetics that consistently touch during the frequency, you know, uh, um, Little boy with a flashlight for Ken Goodrich is is the number one brandable chunk uh, for for Ken Goodrich. Now he has a tagline. You know we do it the right way, not the uh, not the easy way, mm -hmm. uh, and that's trademarked. But the flip side of that is you've got a little boy with a flashlight on thousands of of billboards, and because people can't you know spell the marble mouthful of of uh, of name called Gettle, they. Uh, they just type in little boy with a flashlight and get a huge amount of, of leads at 10 times less the expense than, than uh, a non-branded lead. Mm -hmm. So these are the things that we, that we drive and all of that direct search, all of that organic search brings up your domain authority as you, as you well know. And that's what makes our digital partners look really, really good. I spend more of my time really just defending you know, the, 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 the results that digital people are, are getting because you can't manufacture demand, mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, if you've got a good strategy out into the, uh, into the marketplace, just go with it, just do it and, and, uh, uh, trust in the results because, uh, if, if leads are low, one of two things is happening. You need to spend a whole bunch more on leads or, there is no demand. There's nobody actually looking for the thing that you're, you're um, setting yourself up for. So um, th that's really where we want to kind of see the bridge, you know, the, the, bridging that gap between lead generation and, and, and branding. Yeah, absolutely. And, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's a few in, in our area, which for those listening who don't know, I'm in Virginia beach, uh, Virginia beach, Chesapeake, Southeastern Virginia, Hampton roads area. Um, and there, there's a few big dogs on the radio here and I yeah. see the search results. Like I, I can see in Google ads what people are searching for in this area. And I can tell you for a fact that the ones that are winning the radio, I see those search terms and it's not just the branded name. It's the URL, URL name. Like some people like to say, call this.com or so-and-so's homecomfort.com or they've got that that's the search term like you said the 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 chunk it's it's different things that you hear on the radio jingle that people are actually searching mm -hmm. and it's, yeah. it's incredible 
Yeah, we, we picked up a client in, in, in Virginia Beach a little over a year ago, and they've doubled their business, and they're doubling it again this year. And, um, you know, look, they're a heck of a good operator. And, and that's one of the big things that we focus on mm-hmm. is looking for the companies and partnering with the companies that can deliver on the buying experience. And, this, and these guys can. They're just extraordinary at it. So yeah. uh, all we need to do is tell their story better than they are able to tell their story. And when you have the kind of writers that I have with the media buyers that I have uh, with their depth of experience and with their buying power, you absolutely destroy those, those, those competitors because you're, you're, you're basically out messaging them uh, at the the right frequency. Yeah. And and I'm not sure if we're allowed to uh, throw out names of them, but. Yeah, we could. Yeah, Miller's Miller's Home Service in uh, Virginia Beach, uh, North Miller's. That's the one. Yeah. For those listening right now, and fun fact, uh, Ryan Miller's was episode eight of the podcast. Will joined joined us forever ago, um, and yeah. So the, let's just for just a brief second, since we're talking about them, uh, when they were on the podcast, it was. Oh gosh, I don't even have a date on here, but it was episode eight. Um, my guess is it was probably January, 2021. They had just gotten done with the rebranding process. And I know they hadn't started with us yet. Those who live in this area, Miller's is a gas station convenience store. And the same company became, you know, they had a separate branch like Miller's oil, I guess. And then, um, cause they're a gas station and then they opened up a heating and air division. Um, so I imagine that was probably a, you know, a pretty steep challenge to try to differentiate the two because a lot of people think of Miller's gas stations, Miller convenience stores, and not the heating and air brands. So how did that play into the marketing strategy? Yeah. Well, you know, when we, when we look at the, the, the cross branding on Miller energy, Miller oil and, and Miller convenience, we, we, we uh, disregarded those as uh, contenders for the ear because we knew that we were going to be able to, you know, punch hard with the with the actual marketing strategy what we wanted to go up against was uh, the, the the real challenge that customers are seeing when they invite people into their homes right now uh, around um, you know this this turn and burn rip and replace kind of mentality that the big companies the big franchises are all kind of pushing hard towards and as you know uh, if you know anything about will you know that he is a as blue collar as they come, he is he is the most sincere and authentic and an honest person that you'll ever meet. He will tell you like it is in a very mm-hmm. gentle kind of way. He's a big guy. He's a bit imposing and uh, and and people could easily take him the wrong way. And he's learned how to really master that. And uh, and, and look, that's exactly what he did. So we knew that we had some super secret sauce when it came to, to Will and the strong messaging that we could deliver uh, in, in the Miller world. Miller's heart is, is in the right uh, place. Jeff Miller and, and, uh, and uh, his father um, uh, before he passed away. Uh, huge in the community, very caring about the place where they live. Uh, we also had a, a challenge of a competitor not far enough away that was also called Miller's. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've managed to benefit uh, and not pay a dime. So uh, good for them. Congratulations. And, uh, and, and look, Will just did exactly what he needed to do which was trust us and tell his true story about who he is and what he stands for in the Miller's world mm-hmm. and really drive home that 
powerful, powerful message around his values and beliefs, what he holds and what Jeff Miller and the, and the Miller family holds. And it's strong and it's prolific in that, in that community. Um, and uh, we did it in a comparative kind of way without calling out anyone's name and and said, hey, look, this is what uh, you could have. And this is what it is like a before and after. People love this this uh, transformational kind of of, um, of 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 aesthetics in their emotion, because when you can weigh it against something, just like putting a, you know, a little marker down, you know, a, a dollar bill down beside some sort of crime scene photo, you can get perspective on the size of it. Well, same thing with this. And ultimately that has generated not only monstrous amounts of revenue for him, but it's his number one re, uh, uh, recruitment source. Yeah. Yep. I mean, <clears throat> I hear him all the time just cause I live in the area. And yep. <laughs> uh, if I'm in, if I'm riding in the, in the car with my wife or my brother, it, it literally does not matter who I'm in the car with. When that ad comes on, Whoever's in the car with me, they always say at the end, the Millers, <laughs> they always say it. it's like it, it, it's like you said, it, it's, it's in their memory now. It's not just some extra message out in the, in the world. Well, and this is, and this is what we call an embed code, right? This is, this is what we're doing. This is a brandable chunk. And what it's doing is it's making a brand impression, but it's doing it in a very, very strategic way. That Millers.com is, uh, is or uh, whatever the, the the website is. I don't want to don't want to speak for uh, for the copy, but it it drives home that that call to action of going to the website it drives home the the name recognition and people just constantly they'll see a truck they'll see will in his shirt and they'll just yell across the thing millers.com mm -hmm. right they'll they just non-stop millers and it, you can't get away from it they see trucks you'll see kids in on the sidewalk pointing at the truck and doing it right yeah. that's just that's just how powerful it gets and what does that mean it means that when the sink goes uh, sideways on you or the air conditioning is is, uh, is doing a no cool, they're thinking Miller's every <laughs> single time. And yeah. that works. It works so powerfully well. And that's that's the real true power of it. And that's exactly how we see jingles, right? So mm -hmm. when we look at jingles, they're doing the exact same strategic thing. So this is kind of like a micro jingle. It's an auditory tag. It's a brand tag. And uh, th these are the types of things that embed in. So for example, when your web address is not the same as your actual business name, you sing it. Anything that you can sing, you sing. That's the power of a true jingle. Now, jingles, you can have cute and clever all over the place. You can have fun and stuff, but most of that does not matter. Now, the tonality and the rhythm and cadence all matter. For mm -hmm. example, um, we have a client in Athens, Georgia, and it's a clock, uh, clockwork heating and air. And clockwork heating and air, clock, obviously. So the first half of the uh, every ad, the clock is out of rhythm right? It's a broken rhythmic sound until we get to the transition statement of the ad where we then switch to a um, matched or patterned uh, a tick of the brand, right? So it's saying this is broken mentally, psychologically, subconsciously broken transition point fixed, right? Mm -hmm. Everything works like clockwork, 
right? And when we start bridging those things, not just through the words we say, but through the parasocial uh, theater that we're building, right? The, the subconscious theater that's happening in your brain when you hear these ads over and over again, you start to connect the dots of going, these people fix my stuff. And it may have been the music that actually got you there, right? Yeah. Uh, jingles where, we, where it's the, the name of the company, not the name of the company. Sing that right? Put in some auditory cues. We have a client in Greensboro, North Carolina. They have four business units, right? So we have an auditory tag that run in less than one second increments that are the dot of the dot com, right? Mm -hmm. So you'll hear audio, 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 com, and the company name, audio, 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 dot com, right? And what does that do? Is it creates this auditory bridge, this embed code that goes, that's this person. And when they're thinking of the four major issues on their house, they have that, you know, the hammering of a roof and the water of a, of plumbing and the zap of electrical and um, the breathe of air for, for air conditioning. All of these things have massive, powerful effects on the, the stickiness mm -hmm. of an ad, particularly when it comes to one of those situations that we describe in the ad. Yeah. So for those listening, because <clears throat> uh, I, I hate seeing people waste money. Like there's nothing that makes me cringe more than seeing someone waste money, especially on uh, mass media, poor TV commercials, poor radio commercials, disgusting looking billboards. Um, when it comes in particular to radio jingles, if someone is going to work through a local vendor or they find someone online or um, you name it, what are some things that they should do as a, as, as a preliminary checklist for themselves before shopping around and making that investment? Yeah, absolutely. First thing you need to do is um, decide on the strategic relevance of the jingle. So again, you need to understand your story first, no different than the truck wrap on your truck if your auditory or visual jingles or, or, or uh, auditory pieces don't match up with the story you're telling, you may as well not invest in it. Mm -hmm. You're just you're just investing in cute and clever. You're not going to be any more memorable, right? If your website doesn't match your your name, like the the URL doesn't match your name, consider using that in your jingle as your as your tag out, right? No one needs to know your location or your hours of operation or any of those things. The only thing they need to know is your web address. That's where your phone number is going to be. That's where your your online scheduler is going to be. That's where your phone, uh, your your ability to 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 tell them your fuller story is going to be. So mm -hmm. always, always, always when those two things uh, mismatch is a good opportunity for you to use a jingle. Now, uh, sometimes it's going to be complicated for you to leverage your jingle. So you may need to, just like Dan Antonelli does in a number of our uh, uh, joint uh, uh, clients, um, adds in things like uh, just call royal.com or um, call Zenair or any of these other companies where um, Zenair wasn't available or Royal Plumbing wasn't available. We have to find this real easy way. Now, the best way to do that is through building a call to action right in your URL because it's the very last thing that we're going to say on your radio commercial or your TV commercial or your billboard, 
whatever the case might be, if you can use your URL as a call to action, you've just become 10 times more significant um, and memorable than if you had, you know, um, abcairllc.com, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. It's just a bit of a mouthful and and not very strategic from a, a way of influencing people to remember your name. Um, yeah. We we have we have a really challenging client in in Minneapolis with their name, uh, BWS. So we spent the entire campaign telling people what BWS stands for. The only thing we're doing is trying to embed three random letters into their brain through humor, and we use that through a jingle that has a Seinfeld riff to it, right? Mm -hmm. And when we leverage that. And then we tie it to the creative copy, which is a Jay Peterman uh, caricature uh, off of Seinfeld. It allows us to be able to imprint on them an associated memory that sticks back in the long-term uh, memory. And they think of that company first. Now they do some other really, really funny things with that uh, campaign, but all of those things are designed to be in-bed codes and those little auditory noises even the little dings that you hear on the phone and certainly all the ones that you hear on gambling machines all follow the same science. Wow. It's good stuff. Well, Ryan, um, you know, this has been, this has been great. I've really appreciated chatting with you. I know we, we kind of went over a little bit, but that's, that's because it was uh, a lot of good stuff on this one. So definitely appreciate your time uh, this morning on the podcast for sure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, having me. Absolutely. Now, Ryan, if there was uh, if there was someone out there listening right now who was interested in learning more about what you have to offer, uh, what what is a way for them to get in, uh, in touch with you? Yeah, you can reach out to me directly at Ryan Shoot at wizardofads.com. That's uh, that's the most common. My two websites, uh, one for the sales and uh, leadership and culture side is sellingrevolution.com and my uh, uh, Wizard of Ads side, specifically targeted to home service, residential home service, is wizardofads.contractors. So it's a little bit of a different one, but uh, specifically serves the, uh, the the contractor side of things. So uh, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, uh, garage doors, roofing, you name it. Um, we're speaking that language. What we're trying to do is really build teams and strategies around the externally triggered grudge purchases that are out there mm -hmm. and uh, and make those uh, uh, boring companies, ugly duckling companies, whatever, whenever people kind of talk to them about or say that they are. Um,